You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Hello and welcome to Dolphin Financial Radio. I'm Dan Wendell, owner of Dolphin Financial Group. Today, we're going to have a interesting topic that I just came across. I was reading an article about a woman who retired to Mexico. She left her home in California and has $1,000 of income to her name at age 64, and now she's living the dream in Mexico. And so I want to talk about that. Help me talk about it. I'm going to bring in my favorite co-host, Tony. Tony Shore. Let's see. There he is. Yeah, favorite. I'm your only co-host, Dan. So <laughs> today you are. Uh, yep. Careful what you wish for. You may. <laughs> no, I, you, I need you to continue to suffer with me on this. But I did, as you noticed, my background, nice little serene dolphin jumping. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, hopefully my video footage doesn't get crackly again, but I'm working on that. But so anyway, I was planning to talk about something different today. Okay. It really was. And what are we talking about? So I read an article on CNBC. Let me just get the title here so I can tell if anyone wants to read it, they can. But we're going to talk about it today, Tony. It's called, the headline is, this 64-year-old left the U.S. for Mexico. Now she's retired by the beach, living on just one thousand per month. Wow! Wow! Thousand a month—that's amazing. Well, I know, and so I say we talk about it, and it's it. You know, we've done shows on retiring in Florida. We've done shows on which states are better for retirement. Back a couple of years, maybe three years ago, I had uh, remember Mike uh, Mansfield. We talked back and forth. He's oh, a He's a yeah. retirement planner in California, and we went toe-to-toe on which state is better for retirement. <laughs> he he still claims California is, although I did see he did a recent podcast on how California is in shambles. But so this lady may have felt the same, and she moved to Mexico. So I, I, um, I wanted to talk about it because I thought it was fascinating, interesting. I remember growing up um, – when my dad was still working, I remember he told me one of his fellow teachers is going to retire in Costa Rica. That's a popular place. I've heard that one before. But that was probably popular in the 90s as a retirement destination. It still so, makes the list that I've seen, but not as high. You have lists? You have I have lists. lists. I have lists. I have lists. I went to uh, smartasset.com and Forbes uh, when you mentioned that uh, lady story, and I looked up some lists, and Costa Rica was on both of them, uh, not as one of the cheapest, but one of the best places, uh, although it is less expensive than uh, the U.S., which pretty much all these countries are. So, Well, I was. I, I still plan on doing a show with one of my good friends who – lived in switzerland for a while oh wow oh wow i think that may be one of the most expensive states to live in oh yeah countries yeah oh switzerland i'm sorry yeah 
Got to be one of the most expensive. A lot of the European countries, I would assume, are very expensive, like England and London is expensive and Switzerland's got to be outrageous. Well, I would and when people ask me, uh, what do I need to retire? The one the, the first question I ask is, well, how much are you spending? So if they say, well, I'm going to go retire in Switzerland, that's, you know, then all of a sudden, yeah, well, a million dollars is not going to cut it. Yeah. So when I read this, I saw she was retiring to Mexico. And what was interesting is there was some non-financial reasons for it. And there were some non-financial reasons that were holding her back, but it is a financial show. It's a financial article. So I want to talk about it, get your take on it too. Okay. Um, first, I mean, and there's a bunch of factors when you're going into uh, where you're going to retire. It doesn't matter where you're going to retire. Uh, you still have to factor in income. <laughs> Just yeah. How much you need, like I said, is a big deal. So in, in this That's woman's case, deal. she's retiring on a thousand a month, thousand a month. And majority of that is from social security, apparently. So let's just, let's just talk about that for a minute. Um, thousand a month is not going to cut it in the United States. In most no, places, not even close, certainly not where she was in California. Um, but, in Mexico, where she moved to, let me see where she moved to, uh, Mazatlan, uh, Mexico, which apparently is just south of the Mexican border there on the Pacific coast. Hmm. Um, so I guess she um, was looking at different places to go, and she was had a salary of 35000 And even with, she said, even with side hustles, California became too expensive. And her main reason for going, which I found, which is why I want to talk about it, but I found it very fascinating, was she was looking for happiness. She was chasing happiness, right? Hmm. And, and um, she felt that um, money difficulties was the big issue in California. She liked where she was. She had a big community of friends. Um, she had three, three, she has three adult children. And they're all financially stable because that's another issue. You know, if you have kids that oh, are, yeah. are leeching off of you, it could really make <laughs> retirement miserable. Um, but she felt that she was not, she wasn't happy for another reason. She was restless and dissatisfied. And here's what she wrote. She wrote, I constantly felt like I, I wasn't enough and I didn't have enough. I saw friends buying million dollar homes, which in California is you know, starter home. Um, I saw friends buying million dollar homes, expensive cars, and the newest phones. I felt like a game that couldn't be won and I wasn't interested in playing anymore. So then she vacationed in that part of Mexico and she decided she was going to move there. And wow. she did. Um, wow. And she said she, in her first year, and this was in uh, 2006, in her first year, she lived off of 9,500 that it was 5,000 in savings and 4,500 from some online job she had. So 10,000 bucks, you know, that's less than a thousand a month. That's crazy that your total so, cost of living could be that low. Right. So I immediately I'm reading this, like, this is nonsense. This is a lie. I, you know, I'm the, the New Yorker in me comes out and says, ah, oh, come on now, you know, who, who you, 
this is BS, right? And <laughs> so I read a little more and she's like, and all of a sudden I'm 62 and she stopped working and, and put on uh, added social security. And her social, secu- social security was under a thousand a month, which is about 20,000 pesos, Tony. Uh, oh, if my math I is had, correct. No, I had no idea. <laughs> I actually sold a book in Mexico, uh, my new book, and I got pesos for it. I had to do some math. I got excited for a minute. Like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) But then I said, oh, yeah, that's, you know. Um, So she is, um, so how does it, how does this happen, right? So, I mean, because the first factor I think is besides income. All right. So let's just say you want to retire in Mexico. And you have a pension, you have social security, you have dividends and stock portfolio, you have traditional retirement income. How and and you think, oh, it's not enough in the US, but if you go to Mexico, let's let's just imagine for a moment you have the income you need. Okay. You you your income is set through social security. And yes, sure. you can get social security and not live in the United States. That's you still get it in your bank account. They'll send it to a foreign bank account, you're fine. So um Let's assume you have the income. How is she pulling this off? First thing I think of is where are you living, right? Are you buying a house? Hmm. Um, and I, you know how much is that? So the so in her case, um, fourteen years in living in Mexico, her uh, expenses ha- have been a thousand a month, which is crazy. But so yeah. she said, I never paid more than four hundred per month for a rental. Oh wow. That's a house. So that's a 1,600 square foot condo. Brand new. Not bad. Not bad. She was paying $200 for one bedroom. $200? $200 for a one bedroom wow. place in that part of Mexico. So again, red flags go off on me. What are you getting for 200 Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Can you get the best Western off of... Uh, in, in between Twin Cities for 200 maybe? <laughs> Not a month. <laughs> Not a month, right. 200 a week. Yeah. It's crazy, right? So, I, okay, but let's talk about the expenses. So housing is an issue. One of the things that also comes up in my mind with housing is, in Mexico, is safety. Mm. Yeah. I know that's a big concern on the touristy areas, you know, a lot of muggings and so on. I don't have any evidence of, you know, it's riskier to live. Now you mentioned that you said you saw some lists Were those about cost. You said it wasn't about cost. No, it was about cost and safety. They factored in both. Okay. So they, they ranked them both and, and Mexico was on there. And as far as safety, it was lower than some. I think Costa Rica, uh, the safety was up. Um, Panama actually was one of the top places uh, because English is spoken pretty much by well, right. There. We kind of went in there and built the canal and took over from there, right? So yeah, um, there's a lot of expats living there. There um, are, yeah. So maybe that's the relative safety of of groups of expats perhaps. I think if I was going to go live abroad, 
as a retiree, I'd want to go where there are other retirees that are from the U.S. Oh, for sure. And it, yeah, these, uh, a lot of the lists you can find about this and information, that's the big thing. I would want to go where people spoke English because I don't know a second language, right? So that's, that's huge for, for me and for my wife. Actually, my wife speaks fluent Spanish. So I guess we could get by in some of these countries. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, Portugal was number one on a lot of the lists too. I, I've never been to Portugal, really? but uh, I don't know if I could show you where it was on a map. I, uh, I mean, <laughs> geography is not my thing, Dan. What am I? <laughs> it's right next to Spain. Sure. You're like, okay, that sure. doesn't help me. No, well, I know where Spain is. I just forgot where Portugal was for a moment. Let's I knew back it was up a bit. I didn't know your wife was fluent in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, she speaks Spanish very well. In fact, um, she used to help coordinate adoptions uh, from Guatemala and, and uh, Spanish speaking countries like um, she would because, you know, she would help be a translator between the attorneys in Guatemala, the adoption attorneys and the people here doing the adoption and the families. So, yeah. She she does. I mean, she took it in high school and college. And then because of that job, she really got immersed in it. I mean, she would go down to uh, Guatemala like eight times a year. But then she she got out because the, the do- international adoptions super corrupt and she didn't want to be a part of it after a while because it's just not good. But uh, which is too well, bad. That would be, yeah, that is sad. But that would be an issue. Corruption would be an issue that I'd be nervous about. Yep. Like Guatemala. I would live, we've talked Antigua. There's a place called Antigua in Guatemala. It's a little town. And if first go, that's where you want to go. You don't want to just hang out in Guatemala city because it's kind of just a big, ugly, almost third world city. But Antigua is beautiful and a lot of expats uh, move there. Um, but there is corruption, like to get stuff done, like with the government, you go in and if you need to get a license or something, you have to have, you better have cash in your pocket to slip the person who's helping you. Or they say, they say, no, this will take three months. So something you need like right away, right? Like, and then you go, oh, we, we really need it today. And then you hand them a hundred, uh, cool American hundo. And they're like. I'll process this now. Stamp. Here you go. <laughs> so I could just see you out there in, in Costa Rica or Guatemala <laughs> with your wife and you'd be like, honey, uh, como se dice? How do you say uh, pizza buffet? Or how do you say donut? And you'd be like, I, I, I'm getting this. I'm getting this. <laughs> yeah. But in a lot of these places, like you say, there's a lot of expat groups that are tight knit. So you can become part of it and you find out where they hang out. Uh, I know in Antigua, there's this um, there's this little uh, bar and grill restaurant kind of place uh, bar basically called El Mono Loco, which is the crazy monkey. And I know that they, they have Wi-Fi and there's you see American looking people on their laptops in this little place. And it's a cool little hang. And I just you see that and you picture yourself. Yeah, I could live here. But then there's other things. I mean, I, for me, there's things like. Um, Say I on top of my list is cleanliness, safety, and what kind of bugs and things. How many things are there that could kill me? Right? Bugs. Yeah. Bugs. Of course, you live well, in, let me see. Florida. Uh, that's yeah, why, live in Florida. That's one of the main things keeping me from Florida. Bugs and well, alligators, of course. Let me see game. if that's bugs was on her list in this article. It wasn't, <laughs> but 
I'm a, I get you. There's some things that go beyond finances, but bugs um, weren't on there. Uh, let's look at her. So back to the expenses here. So um, bills, electricity, she said was 10 bucks a month, uh, 35 a month. And during the summer for air conditioning, wow. Um, Wi-Fi and cell phone was 18 per month. Man, get me on that part. $18? Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, we're doing something wrong, I guess. Food and entertainment. So you mentioned the bar, the crazy monkey. So she spends between $100 and $150 per month on gas. Mm. Um, She can go to a movie for under five. Uh, Breakfast. Six bucks, including tip. Fancy dinner would be about eighteen, and then grocery bills are two hundred and fifty to three hundred per month. So again, you don't know what that's all about because you don't know how she's eating, what kind of food, and, and that. Right, but right. Still, two hundred and fifty to three hundred a month sounds great. I would do that in a heartbeat. I spend that a yeah. week with my family. Oh, exactly. Um, Me too. So, expenses are a big factor. So that's the main reason why people go abroad and say, well, I'm going to go live in Mexico because it is cheaper housing, obviously, uh, food and entertainment's cheaper. So right away you're saying, all right, I could do this, but my big factor is similar to yours. How many things can kill me? It's health. Yeah. Yep. That's a huge one. one. Yep. And they say that healthcare in Panama is really, really good. They have really good doctors and it's really cheap, like $50 or less to go in. That's without insurance and get a visit and get what you need, things like that. Certain countries have great medical care. I think Costa Rica and Panama have really good medical care. There's a lot of, a lot of our doctors here are at, go to medical school in these countries because of the cost. So, well, I do know that medical tourism is a real thing. And people leave the U.S. to go to Mexico. But that would be a whole other for, show. I think that's fascinating. Yeah, but that's going to be not for, hey, I got cancer. Let me go down there. It's more like I want to get my teeth fixed. Or yeah. I want cosmetic surgery or something like that where it's not life or death. So maybe it is, but I don't see that. I see a lot of people from other countries coming to the U.S. during that life or death type medical. So that would be my main concern. So looking at what she said, she says she uses an international health insurance company for 1500 per year. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. A deductible of a thousand. So I, but um, she can go to any pharmacy, could consult with a doctor for simple health issue for three bucks. A specialist like a ear, nose, throat would be 35 bucks. Cheaper. Um, um, and dental, obviously, you know, she paid 150 for a crown, which, you know, wow, that would be great. Um, dental's a big issue for retirees, huge issue yeah. for retirees. There's another show right there, but she's talking about this, but here's where it comes down. And, and right now with COVID, um, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to get into that because there's a little spot here. She talks about it. Um, and this also leads to, um, the other huge factor, uh, and this is probably the biggest factor for most people and where they live, is where's your family? Yeah. You know, um, want to be close to the grandkids. That's, that's you a be big close thing for a lot of people. Yeah. And that was a big issue for this woman in this article. And by the way, the article is on CNBC. It's called The 64-Year-Old Left. This 64-Year-Old Left U.S. for Mexico, and now she's retired by the beach, living on 1000 per month. Sounds kind of nice. But um, so... 
family. Being near family was a big factor for her. And I want to read this little piece here um, because it's it's important. Um, she said, despite the heartstring pull of grandkids and the deep comfort of being around my children, I have no regrets about leaving the U.S. When the pandemic started, they wanted me to be closer in the country where I'm a citizen and where medical care seemed more reliable and where doctors speak the same language. Um, now, you know, this reminds me of that scene from Godfather. You remember God, maybe it was Godfather the original or the second one. I don't remember where he's in Cuba. Um, Hyman Roth or whoever is in Cuba. And he's like, I want this doctor. To, he's from Florida. He's like, I want the doctors to speak English. Give me an English speaking doctor. You know, I don't, you know, and like, he's dying of a heart attack or something. And they, sure. they tell him to take medicine. And he's like, I, somebody tell me what's going on here. Uh, so I'd be the same way. You know, I, I you know, you, you feel if, if you, it's hard enough communicating with doctors under stress of a medical condition, if you can't yeah. speak the language, you know, Unless you got your wife there translating, you're going to be panicked. So anyway, she writes, um, I've been in Oregon since April, feeling like a fish out of water as I waited to get vaccinated so I can go back home to Mexico. Oh, interesting. So that's an interesting scenario as well. How are you going to get vaccine in Mexico? Um, it's hard enough to get it here in the U.S. So she made that decision. So, you know, everything's great and everything's good, but push comes to shove. She's back here in the United States for a COVID situation. Her kids probably forced her that. And she's saying, I want to go back home to Mexico, but yet she's still here. So again, it goes to the whole healthcare situation, which is my big number one. Well, that's got to be the huge thing. I mean, healthcare is big and that's, of course, a lot. You start with income and that's where you started, which I think makes perfect sense. Uh, And then healthcare uh, and family. Those are I think those are the three biggest right there. Um, And those are the things people are going to look at, obviously. And the income part of it, though, is a given because we know these places are cheaper. I mean, there's dozens of articles and lists about how great and cheap it is to retire in Panama or Costa Rica or Mexico or Portugal um, and how little you can live on. We've got that part. So the income part, I think most people, I mean, most people's social security could carry them through in some of these cheaper places. Um, But uh, then you have to look at all the other factors. And I think healthcare is a big one, like you said, in family. I mean, I, I think it's hard for people, you know, she's a, she, you know, for some people, it'd be very easy to move away from family. It depends on your family, right? <laughs> so right. Uh, some people, it might be a, a bonus in their minds, but, you know, uh, hopefully you have a tight knit family and hopefully it is a hard decision, but um Boy, it's always yeah. tempting. When you read about these things, it's fun to uh, kind of fantasize about, oh, what would it be like to live in this, you know, warmer tropical environment? Of course, you're, you know, I mean, Sarasota, we're already there, right? But yeah. um, if, if you grew up or you grew up in Minnesota and you're living in Minnesota and it's January and it's 30 below zero, you're like retirement in a tropical climate. Every day is like spring here. Hmm. Omaha, here I come. <laughs> you know, <laughs> halfway there. You know, let's head south. But to wrap it up, Tony, I, I, you, you're bringing a good point, and and it is easier for single people, perhaps, that don't have that family. But that was a big thing for her, and healthcare is a big thing. But there's another thing here that I think overarching is the biggie, 
And that is income. If you have all you have is social security and you're scraping by with 1500 a month income in the United States, that's difficult. And there's this social pressure of keeping up with the Joneses and doing what the other retirees doing. Yep. Yeah. And I think what this woman's message is, is you can, you could be poor in the U S or you could take that same income and be average somewhere else in Mexico, in a small town in Mexico and live a happy life where the people aren't overspending, over indulging in life expenses, huge houses, fancy cars and things like that. And that it brings the standard of living down, but not in a negative way. Not like you're living, you know, in poverty with flies landing on your head and, you know, eating bowls of rice. It's not like that. It's more of we're taking the entire societal level down a notch so that everyone is in a better spot emotionally and financially. But Americans have come to request and require a huge amount of stuff and a huge level of high level of service about certain things, which is why I'm saying, you know, healthcare is up there. We've gotten to the point where we expect so much from healthcare, but it's not free. So it's a balance, but I think it's a very interesting topic. I'm going to explore this further and maybe bring someone on that's actually done it and get their true take on it. Yeah, that would be great if we could find somebody who's moved to one of these countries uh, and is living there. I mean, some people move even before retirement with the Internet and uh, the pandemic. A lot of people said, hey, why not? Let's move. Let's go live in Costa Rica for a year or Panama for a year or Mexico for a year. So uh, there are people doing it even outside of retirement. I thought I'd throw that in. But, yeah, we're out of time. A great show, though. This is a fascinating topic, and I, I love talking about it. And it gives another option for people to think about. If they're you know struggling financially here to make it. Uh, maybe they could retire somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. And they could still keep their money invested in the U.S. and growth and get the income. You can make it work. Tony, there's one last thought I want to leave you with as we head to to the weekend. Um, You, right now, don't have to be in Minnesota. You could theoretically be in in Guatemala (laughs) recording this. Or beautiful Sarasota. Yeah. I could be in Antigua. Yeah. It would be fun to be in Antigua. Yeah. I do worry about the quality of the internet in some of these places. I'd have to check it out for, you know, go down, visit, check it out first. But yeah. Well, look at my feed. I've been, I've been going in and out on this feed alone. So who, you know, quality is all, you could be in the U.S. Clearwater, Florida. And so, well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Tune in next time. Be sure to subscribe and we're going to start going live pretty soon. So get ready for that. You can ask questions and join the, join the conversation. Join the fun. Thanks again, and you have a great day. You too, Dan. Awesome. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundo or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. 
The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphi Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or trying to